coming up on this episode? No matter what I said today, uh, unless you stay on it constantly, it's not you're not going to succeed with it because it's not something you can just put in place and then forget about it. It's something that you have to be reminded of constantly, you know, on a weekly basis. How are we doing? Where are we at with this? And so it's got to be something that's ingrained in them. Welcome to Boolean Review Podcast, where the highest rated dentists in the country tell us exactly how they do it. Hello, Boolean Review listeners. Thank you for listening to another episode here. As you may know, the Boolean Review system is more than just a dental review software. It does have messaging and emailing components that help you get reviews for your practice. But what it really is is a process for your team. Uh, We are committed here at Boolean to giving you all of the resources, tips and tricks, and other things that we find out from interviews with the highest rated dentists in the country. So if you have any interest or curiosity about what it is that we do here at Boolean, we would be happy to give you a free consultation and demo of our software and the process that we have built out around the software and share with you some of the uh, the secrets from the highest rated dentists in the country. So you can find us on Instagram at Boolean Review. And uh, you can also continue to listen to all of these podcast episodes with the highest rated dentists in the country talking about exactly what they do um, down to the forms that they hand out to patients to make re- reviewing their offices easier. On today's episode, I am interviewing Dr. Yogesh Patel, who is the owner of 13 endodontic practices in Texas, three of which are in the top 10 in the endodontic category for the highest rated endodontist in the country. Um, His highest location is North Dallas Endodontics, and they are approaching 400 Google reviews, which is very, very impressive, especially in the endodontic space. So without further ado, I'm going to jump into this interview with Dr. Yogesh Patel. Thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of the Boolean Review Podcast. Today, I am with Dr. Yogesh Patel, who is a endodontist in Texas, and he has uh, own, he owns a number of practices in the uh, state of Texas. And the thing that caught our attention with Dr. Patel was that he actually has three endodontic practices in particular that are in the top ten uh, as far as endodontal and endodontist companies in the United States for quantity and quality of reviews. In addition to that, he also has a pediatric dental clinic that has um, 400 reviews in Duncansville, Texas. So um, I'm very excited to have him on here and pick his brain on kind of what has worked and what he's learned in uh, the you know, growing of online reviews in his practice. But without further ado, I'm going to introduce Dr. Patel and we'll jump into this conversation. Thanks for joining us, Dr. Patel. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so yeah, tell me uh, a little bit about uh, who you are and kind of how you got into, do you own 15 locations? Is that correct? Around Texas? Uh, uh, 13. 13. Okay. Um, so I graduated from dental school from Baylor College of Dentistry in 2000, and I worked as a general dentist for three years, after which I went back to residency at Baylor and finished my uh, endodontic program in 05, um, after which I uh, started working for a gentleman that I used to assist while I was in dental school, and he's an endodontist. And within a year, I bought his practice and uh, you know started from the ground up and started working. And then within a year, he had two other practices, and he offered to sell me those. And so... I bought those and then just started, you know, doing everything on my own and 
growing and working those and building a culture. And um, through the years, I decided I wanted to do pediatric as well. And um, in 2012, acquired a pediatric practice. And then through the years, I've developed practices as well in different regional areas in the Dallas Metroplex. And now I've decided to uh, expand to Austin and Houston as well. Um, I just think I have an ability to understand how this model works for me and be able to grow it and have good customer care. So that's what I've been doing so far. That's awesome. And so the how the, the main topic of this particular interview being reviews, how have reviews impacted your um, various locations and just business in general? Um, so, I, you know, I endodontic practice runs solely on um, uh, doctor referrals. So all my patients come from referring doctors. But my number one refer in all my offices is uh, the Internet. Because regardless of where a patient is referred, um, they're always willing to search to find out hey, who am I getting referred to, you know, how is he represented online. And so as soon as they search online, they find me as well. And a lot of them will, um, you know, rather come to me than go somewhere else because they read my reviews. Mm. And so you're, you've actually had patients that are referred to other endodontists and they'll call you for a consultation because of your reviews. Absolutely. That's awesome. So when did this, when did reviews become an area, like a major area of focus for you? Um, I'd say about three, three to four years ago is when I first started paying attention to the reviews more since, you know, um, since online presence became uh, more demanding and, you know, Google kept changing how you had to do things in WordPress and, you know, just different ways. We just got more keen on what we need to do. We need to become more detail-oriented, more accurate, and exactly how we represent ourselves online. And by doing that, we realized that, you know, uh, we, we looked okay online, but we could always, we always had room to grow. And I always wondered, like, you know, how do, how do people get reviews? How does, how, how does, why does someone review this person and didn't review someone else? And so that we just started slowly trying different things. And through our hurdles and pitfalls, we Kind of fine-tuned it and i think we're still fine-tuning it but i think we've done a good job so far yeah absolutely i would say it looks like you have a couple practices like in arlington and houston that i'm assuming just opened up but other than that yes. it looks like nearly all of your practices have over a hundred reviews um and uh, like i said this is i'm i'm very interested to know kind of what your current processes and how many iterations of whether it's just training the staff or whatnot you've gone through. So right now, if I'm a patient in your practice, when, or how do you guys approach the topic of reviews um, for your staff to talk about? So we, 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 we touch on the subject two times. Once at the end of the appointment, when the assistant is finished with the patient, uh, they're walking the patient up front, um, they will explain to the patient, um, you know, one good example is one of the girls says, Hey, do you ever write reviews? And the patient says, yeah, I do. Says, well, you know, we'd love for you to write us a review, you know? And then when they take them up front, the, the girl at checkout will give them a piece of paper that has, you know, our information on there, who the assistant was, who the doctor was and who the front office person that checked him in was that way they're able to, you know, when they write a review, it's more personable that they put people's names in there and things. And so that's helped us a lot. And then what we do is we have a reward system for anybody in our office that has their name show up in a review. So, you know, it's a way of we're getting a third party report card, basically. Mm. You know, it's, it's, an, it's an honest opinion that we read from outside. Every week we uh, look at every review that's been written. And we write, we see whose names show up on there and, you know, they get a bonus for if their name shows up in a review. Oh, nice. 
And so you, did I understand that correctly? That you, the, as the patient's leaving is the, it's like a business card and the person that's walking them out writes down the names or, or right, was that already like a, done previously? It's more like a half page, half, half page slip that we have that, you know, allows them to know to, uh, we'd love for them to review us and uh, that we'll be, sending, we'll be sending them a link and the, the names of all the people that uh, they interacted with. I see. Cause it's not like it changes on patient to patient. It's just, this was the person that answers the phone and whatnot. Right. 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 Well, it can change because every, we have three front office girls and we have six assistants. So it's changes depending on who you interacted with. Gotcha. That's a very good idea. And then that also, yeah, just be a little bit easier from, I know from my own personal experiences with businesses, it's hard to remember someone's name that you interacted with for two minutes, even though they were oh, really absolutely. nice and you loved them, you know? Right, right. No, I mean, I, I read a lot of reviews. I mean, I, I read my competitors' reviews as well. <laughs> and sometimes you can tell when they've been marked, uh, have a third party do the reviews for them. And mm. then that's not legitimate. You can tell they're fake. And then I, I've found that the more personable they are, the more believable they can be. Because even for me, if I'm reviewing for a hotel to stay at or anything else, you know, I read through the reviews and I want to know what people really think. And I think that's the same way. That's how I'd want to read a review of my company as well. Mm, definitely. How much training do you have to do to, to get your staff on board with this? Like say you have someone new that starts, is it at this point, is it, you kind of have a smooth process to be like, Hey, this is what we do. And do you have any pushback from staff members? Uh, it's not, you don't really have pushback. You just have uh, the shyness that comes with people asking for things. And so we try to make them understand, it, try to not make it feel like you're asking for something make it feel like it's part of the treatment. Like if they, there's per certain times you could ask them for things. If they say, Oh my God, this is the best we can have ever had. They'll say, well, listen, we really appreciate that. We'd like other people to know your experience. Mm. You know, would you be willing to write a review? Because, you know, there's a cliche with root canals. People are scared of them and we want them to understand that it's not really as fearful as it once was, or, you know, the stigma is. Ah, okay. So turning, you're turning the focus to help others that right. are going, that are looking for an endodontist as opposed to like, do this for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right, right. I mean, because they, don't, they get nothing out of writing your review and, you know, but they're thanking you. So you just take it one step further on, you know, Hey, if you, if you thank me, write me a review, you know, that's really how you can thank me. Right. Absolutely. How do you keep your staff accountable or how do, how do you know that your staff is actually doing what you've asked them to do? So there's different ways. One is um, once a week, uh, my management team gets together and each office has how many reviews they've received that week. And so we know at the end of every week how many reviews each office has. And there's a goal for each office. Example, my North Dallas office goal is um, three a week. Um, a lot of my other offices is one a week. Depending on the volume of the patients that we see, that's how I calculate out. And that's a, it's a fair number that it's attainable so they feel like that, you know they're able to achieve it. And so, you know, they don't stop at one. They don't know when they get it. So, you know, sometimes I like my Carrollton office got three reviews on Friday. Right, right. So, so it all just depends. You know, you may not get one in a week and you may get three the next week. But that's that's one way. And the other way is that we we will know we know which assistant in front office has their name mentioned the most and we rank them. And then we send an email out to our company to tell, thank these people for being the most on the review site. Uh, you know, and, and that, then that happens how frequently? Uh, we do that once a year, but we're going to try to do it more often. It's just the first time we've done that. And, you know, it's just like more of a friendly competition. And then we also let them know, hey, you get these guys got a bonus 
for all these reviews they got on, you know, so it's an easy way. You're still, you're not, we're not asking you to do anything else in your job. We're just asking you to be courteous, nice. And, you know, as you escorting a person out, you know, uh, say a couple of words. Right. Absolutely. And, um, do you, because I feel like the number one thing that, um, the biggest reason that I've seen offices fail to get reviews is that the dent, like the owner is not fully bought in, or I guess if there's multiple locations, it's the manager that's not fully bought in. Um, is this, do you think that it's from your perspective, obviously it sounds like you are very, um, aware of all the benefits of reviews and how they're going to affect your practice. But do you feel like that, like how essential is it that this is coming from the top? Uh, it, it, it is very essential. It is hard to do. I mean, I have 18 doctors that work for me and you're always going to have pushback, especially from the doctors. They feel like they shouldn't have to say any of these things. And a lot of them won't say anything. They're very shy and conservative. And there's some that do. And the ones that do, you'll see their names all over the reviews. And we try to work around them. You can't force anybody to do things. So we try to see, okay, what's our limiting factor here? A lot of times, it's a doctor, but the patient's still happy with the doctor because the doctor did a great job. It's just the doctor doesn't vocalize, hey, will you write me a review? So we just make sure the assistant at front office mentions everything. And so they still write the reviews. Gotcha. And then the other thing that I think would be very helpful to people listening, let's say, so how many, you said your North Dallas location, you're trying, your, your goal is three a week. How many patients are you seeing on a weekly basis through North Dallas? Like, I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is what's the percentage that you feel is easily attainable for a given practice? Um, that's a good question. So how do, how do I answer this question? <laughs> um, let's just say we see, uh, but let's just say about 220 patients a month in that office. So, you know, we were asking 60, for a three times four. Yeah. Yeah. About 15 patients a month to write reviews, you know? Gotcha. So then it, or the, what would that be on it's less than you, you would say that it's very, very easy for a given practice to get, um, at least trying to do math in my head, 10 to 20% is totally reasonable. Uh, that that's a little high. 10% a little high, maybe 5%. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, I feel like, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I'll tell you one difference in my office and, um, a general office. All I see is new patients every day. I'll see 15 new patients a day. They come to me once, they go back. On a, on a general dentist office, um, they're repeat clientele, so you might have an active patient pool of 2,000 people. So to, for them, it may be a little, a little bit more difficult to attain one a week or two weeks unless they have 50 new patients a month, and then they're able mm. to you know, maybe, maybe acquire 5 to 10% from there. Gotcha. Okay. And then, um, but every patient is theoretically, you would like every patient to be asked whether or not every patient is depends on who is seeing that patient and whether or not they feel comfortable asking. Is that correct? Oh, we do filter that a little bit. You know, if we've noticed someone just having a bad day, not, not going to have anything to do with anybody, uh, mm. we, we, we try not to give them one, but, uh, in most cases we give most people, you know, most people get one. Gotcha. Okay. Do you in the I feel like another thing that I hear often is the fear of negative reviews as if like um, one negative review is just going to ruin your entire business. And so I don't don't know if this is the reason, but it seems to me like there are a lot of dentists that will not they just avoid reviews in general because of this fear that they're going to get a bad review. 
Do right. You, did you, how do you address this or when you acquired a practice and you're working with another endodontist, does this ever come up or have you had to explain or share your own experience that it's not as bad as you think it's going to be or whatever? I've never had a hurdle from an, um, another endodontist that works for me and that I acquired about the fear of this, but I, I understand what you're saying. Um, the main thing is, I think it has to do with your culture. If you're scared of what they're going to write, then you need to take a look at your own culture and your team and you need to work on them because, you know, if you have a good team, a good culture, there should be no reason people aren't going to write good reviews about you. Right. Yes. And I, I think that's the thing is that, um, what people don't understand is yes, there, for whatever reason, people magnify the, the possibility of that one sour patient who's just bitter, even though Absolutely. they're like less than, you know, a half a percent of your patient base. And right. if you looked at it as like, yeah, that may happen, but we're a good practice. We provide great care. Our patients love us. And if we ask everybody, we're still going to end up with a 4.8, 4.9. And that's great. That's really, really good. Right. No, I mean, I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I mean, you know that you, a lot of times that negative review you get is a, has to, is a financial issue. Mm. And, and, and so people can read through that. And so I, those don't concern me as much, you know, but, but I do, when I do get a negative review, we address it as a whole team and we look to see what we can do to change what we did wrong, because obviously we did something wrong that upset somebody. And so, you know, I explained to my team, look, you chose to work in a customer service industry. I didn't force you to be in the front to answer phone calls, to check in people, check out people all day long. I said, you chose to do that. So I need you to smile regardless, whether you're having a good day or a bad day, because that's the service we're offering here. Mm, yeah, I like that. It's I, this is funny. I'm looking at your North Dallas endodontics. You have one, two, three, four, one star reviews and that's it. But they're uh -huh. all from over there two or three years ago. So right. is this, was the, were these the ones that kind of back then you got a couple bad reviews and suddenly we're like, we need to pay attention to this more. Oh, absolutely. You just tweak what, you know, obviously if, if it's a financial thing, like, okay, what do we do? What, what can we do to eliminate that hurdle? Obviously they didn't understand the message that we sent them on something. So we tweak our policies, our protocols, you know, our information that we give to each patient before they come in. So they're more aware, the more aware they are, the more they understand, the less likely they're going to get upset. That's awesome. And then hats off to you guys. Cause exactly like you said, you've adjusted and there is not a single one-star review. I think the most recent is two years ago, and the other 350-some reviews that you have are all four or five stars. That's awesome. Um, Thank you. So have you had any um, tools, or you mentioned a few processes, but that's the other thing I mentioned. We obviously have the Boolean review software, which is you know a very the, similar to other softwares where it sends an email or text message. Have you come right. across any other programs or tools that have given you the extra, you know, save the patient a few seconds here or there um, and make this a little bit easier for them? Right. So uh, we did use Solution Reach for a while and to help us because, you know, it's a portal to where you can text patients, send them emails and such things. So um, it, it helped us out a lot, but we weren't able to control um one who well we control who it went to but whether they got it or not we weren't always for sure and then sometimes what we found out is if google knows that you used a third party to send a link for a review they'll start removing some of those reviews we've had remove uh, review 
good reviews removed before for no reason other than they just removed them, you know, and so then <laughs> you're fighting uphill battle again. But so we, we don't use any third party agency. We do everything in house. Mm. Yeah. That's the thing is that, um, I guess I would ask you people, I feel like over and over and over, we have dentists that are calling us looking for the silver bullet that's going to give them the edge and all of a sudden reviews are just going to start flowing in. And from the conversations that I've had with dentists like yourself, I've, I, what we're doing with our own business is trying to shift the value that we're offering to staff training and free resources to help create processes within your practice, as opposed to focusing on some magical text that the patient is going to receive. Do you feel like that? is true in your practice and that you have seen great success because of the processes and whatnot that you've um, created? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and then it's not, you can't just set them once. You have to constantly, you know, remind them of our processes and tell them when they're doing good with these things. And we have them read their own reviews with their names in them in a meeting so that it resonates to everyone else what should be done. Ah, so you're, you're saying at the, say, weekly or monthly meeting, you actually print out the reviews that John got and Sarah got and Steve got, and you give them to the, that person for them to read to everybody? Absolutely. That's awesome. I love, see, that's the thing is that if you can find those, those intrinsic uh, free ways to reinforce and give compliments and, and acknowledge people that are doing good things in your office, you don't need to... Um, I know that you do give bonuses, but sometimes that acknowledgement in front of everybody is more than the bonus that they're getting, you know, they, or they find that more valuable. Oh, absolutely. They love that recognition and, you know, the person that, that praise that they get. So, you know, it definitely, definitely does work. Um, and then for you get, you have multiple locations. So another thing I'm curious on is, do you have a single person that oversees the reviews for all the locations? Yeah, so what happens is at the end of every week, uh, one of the front office girls is uh, responsible for sending an email on, you know, their their goals for the week, and that includes how many new reviews they got. And so that way they're responsible for checking every week to make sure what reviews they have. Um, and then they send that to my marketing coordinator. We decided we didn't want to micromanage anybody. We said, look, these reviews are for your office. You're responsible. At the end of every week, you need to look on on – you need to search our office on Google, find out how many new reviews we have, and they need to let us know. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, if they're not going online to look how they're represented in the public, then how will they ever know if they're doing a good job or not? Right, right. And then you, the process has been, you have, that's the person that's just monitoring the reviews across the board, but each office is basically a, du or the process is duplicated across and it's very customized to that one location, like you're saying with the slip that you give them and everything. Right, right, absolutely. The slip's the same in each office, but it's just you know it's a generic slip that you give them, and then just people's names on there. Awesome. And then um, the other, so the last thing, Yelp. This is a uh, Yelp is something that I feel like I've talked to many dentists that have. Just I don't. I think it's a misunderstanding or miscommunication, but regardless, there's just a lot of frustration because of their recommendation software with reviews. Right. Um, and it looks like for the North Dallas location, anyways, you guys have 37 recommended and then like another 55 or so that are unrecommended. What's your okay. advice to dentists um, with regards to Yelp? Uh, Yelp's very tricky. I, I, I don't really, I don't like how 
they market themselves and how you could pay to be better um, recognized or helped out with Yelp. You know, I feel like they're playing both sides of the coin there. So um, I, did, I don't market Yelp at all. I don't ask anybody to post that up and you're not even required or allowed to. And so we just, we just don't do anything with Yelp. I mean, but here's the thing. Google's big in Dallas. Yelp is huge in Austin. So if you go to Austin, oh. you'll see that most people use Yelp as a way of looking for, you know, or reviewing or looking at reviews for dentists and uh, medical doctors. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Um, I, and I, you, I was, when you mentioned Google taking off your reviews, I've heard Yelp doing that, but I've, I've never seen Google do that, but you've actually had Google just remove a bunch of reviews and do they, do they like notify you that that's happening or they just disappear and you don't know what happened? Yeah, no, they just disappeared. They had one one week, and next week it was gone. So they just didn't know what happened. And so, huh. you know, we did a little investigating, and they thought maybe it's due because they we used a third party to send the link. You know? Hmm. Yeah, I, I knew because I know that Google actually gives dentists um, the the tools to create uh, direct links to their business profiles. Um, oh, absolutely. But I, yeah, I, I've always heard, I, I'm very familiar with Yelp and they have very, very strict guidelines on what is allowed and not allowed. But Google has been, um, usually been much more lenient on that. Um, all right. Well, I think, uh, oh, the last question I have. So if, if you were placed into a practice that had, uh, let's say 10 reviews, most people right. that come to us are at the beginning of this process. What do you have in your mind, kind of step one, step two, step three, that you would recommend getting in place as they're ramping up this, the focus on reviews? All right, well, number one, I focus internally and explain to the assistants and front staff the purpose of the reviews. And I, I use the analogy, like I said, guys, last time you went out to a restaurant, did you search the restaurant online? Did you see if it had good reviews? Did you go to it because it had a five star or three star? And they all understand. So I said, good, that's what we are when it comes to someone looking for a dentist or an endodontist or a periodontist. And I said, think about it that way and think about where you work. And you want, you, if you want to be well-respected in where you work and what you do, this is your report card. So let's try to build up this report card that someone else is giving us so that we can look good and we can grow. Awesome. And then that, after that, is there any other steps or recommendations? Uh, then, then the steps are just seeing how we, uh, how we build on the reviews and then you know, just the basic the formula as far as who says what in the back, then up front, how they hand it off and they're writing their names. And, that, and that's it. And at that point, we just see how, how many reviews we get and we grow from there and see what we're able to do. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today, um, Dr. Patel. And um, if someone has a question for you, um, what is your recommended method of contact? They they more than welcome to email me. Okay. And what is that? So it's a Y-O-G-S dental at yahoo.com. Y-O-G-S dental at yahoo.com. Awesome. Um, and yeah, any other closing thoughts? Uh, no, I mean, I, I say here's the thing. No matter what I said today, uh, unless you stay on it constantly, it, it's not, you're not going to succeed with it because it's not something you can just put in place and then forget about it. It's something that you have to be reminded of constantly, you know, on a weekly basis. How are we doing? Where are we at with this? And so it's got to be something that's ingrained in them. I love that. And actually, um, the last one thing I'm thinking of, if you are okay sharing this, bonuses for staff. Right. What is your process or or threshold? I give $10 if they get it, their name in a review. 
And then that's, there's no limit to that. They can just, if nope. I, if I'm doing great and I mentioned all the time, I can make a hundred bucks extra in a month, theoretically. Absolutely. That's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a very simple, uh, carrot that is, uh, and provides a little bit extra, um, incentive for, you know, taking the time or, and being mindful about how you're interacting. So yeah, thanks again. And I appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And good luck with everything. Thanks. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Boolean Review Podcast. If you are interested, we can give you a free consultation and a demo of the Boolean Review software. We also post a lot of content and other free resources on our website, BooleanReview.com. And as always, you can check us out on Instagram, Boolean Review. Welcome to Boolean Review Podcast, where the highest rated dentists in the country tell us exactly how they do it.